What's up, everybody? This is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy meet Adventure Comics number 105, June 1946. This issue is almost, what is it, almost 60? 70 years old? 60? Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 70. Almost 70. 70 years old. Oh, my God. That's older. That's older than me. That's older than me and you combined. Combined. Yeah, I know. Like, much older. Yeah. Here we are. I don't think it's as old as Roger Woods, though. <laughs> That's true. That's who stamped on the cover of the issue we're reading. Adventure comic. It's a, it's a doozy. It is. Especially after the last one. I, I would say this. Mm-hmm. The last one, I, I gotta admit, the stories were a little weak overall. Mm-hmm. Of yes. course, the Superboy story is always on point. This one, they stepped up their game a little bit. I, yeah. I have to say, the Green Arrow story is, as usual, completely senseless. <laughs> uh, but anyway, here we are. We're back for another exciting story of Superman yeah. when he was Superboy Adventure Comics number and one. And when he 05. would exploit his powers. <laughs> exactly. The cover he- of this issue, we see uh, Superboy at a, uh, a candy store, sort of. It says, all of them free if you can guess the exact number of jelly beans in the jar. The owner, you know, when he came up with this promotion. He's like, he no one can do it. No one's going to do this. This is going to close his money. shop. This is going to close his shop. <laughs> we see Superboy standing there. There's other kids looking around. And Superboy says, there are exactly 3,721. He's using his special vision to count them. <laughs> the store owner just says, correct. But the look of shock on yes. his face. And That's, shame. It and is. Shame. That's going to shut his, his store down. It's done. And you know Superboy ate all 3,721 of them by himself in front of those other kids. And just laughed. Even yeah. a dog looks excited about those jelly beans. And that man is – he's essentially the guy in the last Aquaman story that hit the, the professor in the head with the oar. That's how hungry he was. <laughs> that was the same guy. He became a yeah. fisherman. He closed. Uh, so the Superboy story, let's get right to it. The Palace of Fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, this was weird. It's a weird one. Um, it we we see opening kind of Superboy busting through a wall. What appears to be this fabulous palace. There's a queen, a, a, a guy in a fez, and a couple of giant kids. It's 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 bizarre. A, a kid with a bowl haircut. <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> when glittering, when a glittering palace appears as if by magic, and a towering giant turns midget <laughs> to please a tiny sorceress. What the hell? <laughs> well, I mean, Don Cameron, who I'm assuming wrote this one under yeah. the name Jerry Siegel, was smoking. You know that uh, in the last issue, how Superboy was holding that marijuana cigarette on the cover, right? Now you know this is this is the what came out of it. <laughs> yes. And so when a towering giant turns a midget to please a tiny sorceress, why? That's strictly the business of those who deal in such fantastic matters. I like it how is. they're they're kind of like you know what? If you're gonna turn midget. Just, that's, that's your own prerogative. That's your business, but... Yeah, whatever, whatever makes you happy. But when the, quote, sorcery gets out of hand and impairs well, others, yeah. it becomes Superboy's business, and all his amazing powers are needed to combat the threat of the Palace of Fantasy. Whew. Are you ready? I have, to qu- I have to question the judgment of the uh, the giant-turned-midget and the sorceress. Or, or I would say I question the judgment of every single person in this story, including that's Clark. That's true. Yeah, that's true. We open with Clark and three of his schoolmates on a specimen hunting expedition for their botany class. They're just kind of walking out of the woods unsupervised. Again, judgment of the teacher. Yeah. You know what's going well, on? And when Clark says, here's some moss, 
you know what he's really saying. Yeah, he goes, here's it's some... their stash. It's their stash. Hey, guy, hey guys, here's some moss that looks strange. Want to smoke yeah. it? They go, hey, I he's... guess we got enough of that stuff to satisfy our teacher. Exactly. <laughs> uh, as they're looking around, uh, they're being watched by this. I wouldn't call him a giant, although in the story they do call him a giant. He's a very large man and a fed. tall guy, yeah. Kind of uh, Middle Eastern looking. And he's just kind of peering at him. It's creepy. Yeah, and he says, a magnificent opportunity. The Princess Belinda would never forgive me if I missed it. So he kind of walks away, and the boys notice him. And they go, hey, look. And they go, shut up. You don't want it to see and come after us, do you? I guess this is a normal thing in the woods, like people walking around. They gotta. And if they see you, they come after you. (laughs) But as he's walking away, he drops a letter. It's a map. It shows the old gravel pit. You know, every town's got an old gravel pit. Yeah, yeah. And on the hill above it, a house marked palace of fantasy they're kind of all confused again i don't know if you know superboy unusually large head in this issue <laughs> and also it should be mentioned that the palace of fantasy it's just a new strip club that opened in <laughs> that's Smallville. The, yeah. but that's why the other boys are like hey we got to go and check it out let's go check out the, pal- <laughs> the palace of fantasy <laughs> owned by the old gravel pit you know yeah exactly the two dr- uh, that is kind of where you put those i think or by places like gravel <laughs> that's, that's pit true and stuff. I think he might be onto something. So the boys sneak off, but of course, Clark being such a nerd, he goes, hey, look, guys, I came out here to gather plants and flowers, not to fool around with giants. And they go, all right, nerd, you get cold feet, is what they exactly. say to yeah. him. But, you know, again, I mean, Clark just loves to wake and bake. I mean, he just, he That's wants true. the He's herbs. Like, I'm going to be over here hotboxing in this tree. He, he actually said the to uh, uh, mom, pa, Kent ones. Why do you name me Her- Herb? And they're like, why would we do that? He goes, because you water what you smoke. <laughs> That's in the next issue. <laughs> <laughs> so the boys go off to find the Palace of Fantasy, and of course Clark stays behind, but he doesn't really stay behind. He just transforms into Superboy just to make sure everybody's okay. So he goes and flies off a lightning leap through the air, and on the hill by the gravel pit, sure enough, is the small but amazingly beautiful palace of fantasy. Uh, Superboy points out it's a bit small for a giant, but it's it's indeed there. Uh, meanwhile, the boys show up. I did up. find that really weird how they kept talking about how small it was. I I know. I, well, it's the palace of fantasy. You expect it to be big, and yes, it's big, but it's when you're going to name your thing Palace of Fantasy, it's got to live up to that name. It's got to be palatial. But I was just kind of wondering why Don Cameron decided to put that in there. I don't know. Like, maybe some Feridian issues he's he's working out, you think? <laughs> anyway, the boys, <laughs> that is they yeah. run up to the palace, and uh, <laughs> Don Cameron is turning midget in front of beautiful princesses. <laughs> is, that what, is that what's happening? Yes, exactly. So the boys run <laughs> in front of an audience. The boys run up to the uh, the palace, but uh, before they can get there, of course, they fall through a trapdoor, and they say all they have a conversation as they're falling. One says, "Huh, grab me, I'm falling." The other goes, "So am I." If only we stay back with Clark. And so they fall down. Um, they're the trapdoor. They they fall down into a net on a pulley. It starts pulling them away. And in in the issue, it says it's inky darkness. It's not at all. It's very well lit, I it, think. Yeah, it is very well. Yeah. Well, you know. So they pulled through. They they come to this uh, this this sort of uh, king. How would you say? Like a. Uh, um, eventually, they're they're pulled through into the, the, they're, the they're throne like room. The throne yes, room. the throne room of the uh, of the palace, and we see the giant there. He goes, Princess Belinda, fair sorceress. Here are the the boys. He goes, wait, you fool. 
In my presence, you must never appear at your full height. Maybe, maybe there, <laughs> there is something here. I mean, she really cuts into him. Don here. Cameron's wife was, you know, give, you know, yeah. it's very. He, he didn't feel good about himself. He goes, "I'm sorry. Right. I shall reduce myself immediately." <laughs> Superboy's watching from the outside. He goes, "Oh, this is all very interesting." Wait, wait a minute. He's a midget now. <laughs> this is the second consecutive Adventure Comics <laughs> issue where midget has been mentioned. Uh, so he somehow this giant transformed into both a, written by Don Don Cameron. That's right. This giant transformed into a little person. He said, "I'll remember next time." Uh, anyway, I saw these young humans in the woods and lured them here, thinking your highness might find them useful. She's kind of bored. He goes, "I guess I could test my spells upon them, but they are rather large and clumsy." Uh, the midget says, uh, "Don't worry, I'll I'll kind of put them down to size." He throws them. Into this chamber where the, the ceiling starts to retract on them. Uh, they, they go, yeah, we're going to be smaller. They're going to crush us to death. Just then Superboy bursts through the wall uh, looking quite odd. I'm going to say poorly drawn. Well, here's my thing. Also my thing. He bursts through the wall and you can see it's outside. Yeah. So he came from, why don't they just leave? Why does he have to keep it up? Why does he just like, hurry up, get out of here? I know. He's lifting up the uh, uh, the ceiling. Uh, turns out it's not a magic ceiling or anything. It's actually controlled by a complex system of motors. Uh, he waits for the motors to be destroyed and they leave. Uh, they leave through another entrance where Superboy bursts the door down. This is, okay, let's count the number of times Superboy in this issue knocks down a door. That's number two. I think there's yes. two more. Yeah, I think there's two more. Uh just then, uh, you know, the, the the whole building starts collapsing, and we, and we see the the midget and the fez who was a giant. He transformed. It's it's actually not. There's another guy. He's a giant. <clears throat> he's coming out. He says, "I tried to turn everything off, but but it didn't work. Now everything's coming down." So Superboy grabs the sorceress and flies away. Yeah, he grabs he grabs the. the... The of princess. Course. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You gotta the, grab the, the eyes, the eyes to the ladies, and he's like, everyone else can die. <laughs> yeah, he, he tells the, uh, hey, big boy, you, why don't you crawl yourself? Referring to the giant, get yourself out of there. And uh, I'm I like how you refer to him as big boy, though. <laughs> <laughs> so Superboy uh, uh, bursts through another wall, gets gets everybody out safe. Uh, and what was going on? He, he says. You know, the palace is destroyed. The palace of fantasy <clears throat> is destroyed. And the, the sorceress, Belinda, says, I hate to think what our producer and director would say when they get here. And he's Super like, wait a minute, hold up. Back it up. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie set? She goes, yeah. I've been trying to keep it a secret. It's a top secret movie. Uh, we're filming a fantasy movie here. It's like it's like they're doing Star Wars Episode Seven. It's like top <laughs> secret. Um, apparently, you know, they came here early to re rehearse. Uh, they were hired out of a circus. Um, and then when they saw the, the boys kind of walking in the woods, they wanted to, to test their reactions. So they kidnapped them, kidnapped them and act like they were going to kill them. And put them in a deadly trap. Not acted. They were like actively almost killing them. First of all, why does a movie set have like a death torture device? Well, what, kind of, what kind of movie well, is Well, this? I'm assuming they... This story is BS, and they're just pulling a fast one on Superboy, and he believes it. <laughs> yeah, because Princess Belinda starts crying. We'll lose our jobs. The palace is destroyed. We'll have to go back to the circus as ordinary sideshow freaks. Just ordinary mm -hmm. freaks. What's her? What's her? Okay, the one guy's a giant. The other one's a little person. What's her freak show you thing? Don't, you don't want to know. I guess I don't. You don't, don't want to know. 
now. And Superboy mm. doesn't want to have to go back to that. So he rebuilds the palace, polishes it all up. It looks even better b- than before. They fly there's away. A, in these Superboy stories, there's a lot of building going on. I know this is also the third consecutive Superboy story that he has quickly built something. In the first yeah. one, it was the cake, and then the skyscraper, and now an entire palace of fantasy. He's really moving up. I mean, what what's next? Well, that's true. I mean, you can't really get much bigger than a... Than a I'm assuming he's going to hit rock bottom and just build, like, a cupcake or something. <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah, maybe next time he'll revert. Uh, just just roll a million joints. Maybe that's the next... <laughs> So Superboy finishes it on, and Big Boy says, hey, thanks. I promise I won't lure any strangers here anymore. So Superboy okay. rebuilds their torture sex palace and flies away. <laughs> he promises not to tell anybody, and the boys do too, because the movie's still secret. Yeah. Uh, just then, the uh, Superboy's friends come back. Uh, they find Clark Kent still kind of just hanging on to some herb there. He goes, I know, he's got a fistful of green. He goes, hey, did you guys see that giant again? They go, oh, well, we can't tell you anything. Uh, and he's like, I've been seeing lots of giants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the Superboy episode, uh, issue. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, moving on. With, we get another story with Pepsi, the Pepsi Cola cop. Yeah, just doing some, you know, you're right on track when you ask for Pepsi Cola. You are though. You know what? Do you ever ask? No one asks for Pepsi. It's all the the the, the common trope is I'll have yeah, a diet yeah, coke uh, and is uh, Pepsi yeah. okay? And it, yeah, except when you're the Pepsi Cola cop, you're like, can I have a Pepsi? And they're like, it's Coke or and he's like, no. He goes, no, because you're always right on track when you ask for Pepsi Cola. He's like, I'm the Pepsi Cola cop, not the Coca Cola cop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and later in the 80s, Pepsi-Cola Cop actually shoots the Coca-Cola. Yeah. Coca-Cola is an innocent teenager, and Pepsi-Cola Cop shoots him in cold mm-hmm. blood. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole thing in the 80s. Yeah. But on to the Green Arrow issue. Um, let me just read – let me read <laughs> – let me read it. And uh, I want our, our listeners to uh, to think, what, 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 do you, what do we think this is about? Okay. And because uh, it's usually not at all about no. well, whatever the splash page tells you is a lie. But I'm going <laughs> to read it anyway. Gay banners and bunting, waving pennants and streamers and fun for all. Oh, that's not really a question. I don't know why. I'm... <laughs> I mean, let me start that over. <laughs> Gay banners and bunting, waving pennants and streamers and fun for all until a crafty criminal conven- conceives a scheme for using those bright holiday trappings as a pattern for pillage, with bandit banners spreading terror wherever they wave, the Green Arrow and Speedy set out to furl the pennants of plunder. Wow. Um, I don't know. I thought, like, you know, maybe... And on the splash page, we see, like, a guy, a, a criminal covered in a flag, and yeah. something's happening, but I thought, you know, what's going to happen? Flags? Somehow related to flags? And it... It kind of was. It kind of was, but only in the most superficial way, yeah. (laughs) So we open again, uh, as it says, nothing unusual about this scene. And there is something – I I would disagree with the narrator here because there's something (laughs) very unusual. It's two guys talking to each other, one's getting out of a car, say this will be like taking candy away from a kid. Uh, They can keep the candy. It's dough we're after. They're dough robbers. (laughs) But to the alert eyes of Oliver Queen and Roy Harper, we see them. 
Uh, Roy says, Oliver, that man with the fake mustache and glasses is the gangster, Vinny Vopel. Uh. He's got a good eye, you know. <laughs> it's like really good at spotting those fake glasses Must- and mustaches. And mustache, yeah. That was part of his training. Yes, so, yes. Uh, moments later, the green Oliver arrow... Queen would put on different kinds of fake mustaches and stuff, and he's like, who am I now? <laughs> You're uh, Vinny, Vinny Vopel. No! You're Oliver Queen wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> yes! That's correct, Roy. That's right. Uh, moments later, Green Arrow and, and Speedy burst in uh, to the, the goons, Vinny Vopel stealing the... robbing a bank. Um, they shoot a guy through the head, killing... Shoot- <laughs> Shooting arrows just willy-nilly. I mean, they're bystanders. Another guy through the neck. Um, just then, Vinny Vopel, uh, you know, he's he's entering the, the money vault, and he's grabbed grabbed the banker. He goes, not so fast. I'll drill this guy. Ugh, I don't know what he means. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what he means by that. He pushes the guy into Green Arrow. He goes, take care of this guy, Green Arrow. We're going places. And then the vault door becomes just a regular door. Yes, it transforms to a regular door. And, of course, everybody knows next to banks, just through – you don't have to go outside. Just go through the door. Like stores. And you go into a flag factory because that's where they find themselves. Flags draped everywhere. They're trying to get out. Uh, I like how in this flag factory they put their wares on display. Yeah, there's flags just everywhere hanging. Uh, they try to escape, but the Green Arrow shoots them down, knocks some flags out of the out of the rafters, entangling the goons, punches them out. And he goes, here's where you see stripes, as he punches the criminal. Oh, sorry. He says, here's where you see stars. You'll get your stripes soon enough. Punching the criminal in the face. Uh, Vopel indeed gets his stripes. We see him sitting in a prison. He goes, those flags tripped me up. But it was worth it. They gave me an idea that's going to pay off big few weeks later, I guess he gets... So he was in prison for, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, you armed, know. Rob, armed robbery with intent to kill. I mean, that's only, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, I, you know, it's... It, it, it's pr- prisons are crowded. There's a lot of criminals in the DC universe. <laughs> yeah. Now, now stealing a fish, that'll get you life in prison, according oh, to Aquaman. That'll, that'll get you Aquaman. It'll just drown you to death. I mean, next yeah. issue, he... <laughs> a few weeks later, uh, we see their goons are dressed up it's college boys, you know, they have an S on their shirt, the H flags. They're hold- so they're holding flags now. I guess the- he says, Vinny Vopel says he-, he has this idea that's going to pay off big, and he's like, I guess we'll hold flags at all of our crimes now, because that's what it winds up being. It's, <laughs> it's really it does, stupid. It does pay big for a while. It though. does, yeah. So, <laughs> so they're all dressed. They're outside of this fancy mansion. They're like, he wants you to go in, act like college boys. So they bust in the Van Alst mansion, and one guy says, hey, pops, rah, 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 uh, one of the <laughs> – Here's the problem, though, and, I, I, and, and everyone should have noticed, but no one did. They're supposed to be college boys, but everyone's wearing a different letter. That's true, and also they, they, they're 50-year-old Italian well, men. Well, that, that, that too, that too, yeah. Uh, the owner, he goes, ah, oh, must be our son Gerald's college friends. He's always having his friends over there rah-rah and, you know. Yeah, especially when one they're of trying to get, like, a dinner party. He's he's whipping a flag in this in this girl's face. She says, look out, be careful. Well, they are acting like obnoxious frat boys, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I'm an educated ice snatcher to some old ladies st- stealing her pearl necklace. Um, and then one of them pulls out a gun. <laughs> And, says, and they still think it's his He friend. says, ring the cane, and the, and the dad goes, where's Gerald? I must find him and make him stop this horseplay. <laughs> so I'm confused. Okay, so the dad goes in, and, like, Gerald's there, I think. But hold on, hold on. 
You think this happens often where Gerald's friends come over and just whip guns out? Yes. <laughs> and the dad, it happens so often. He goes, ah, this horseplay, it's getting out of hand again. Well, so, so the, so they bring Van Altner, whatever his name is. Yeah. Into the room. Yeah. Into another room. Yeah. And the guy says, easy pop. Junior can't be disappointed, uh, disappointed, disappointed or whatever it says. Distorted. So, disturbed. Distorted. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So is Gerald in Vinny's gang? I don't know. I thought Gerald, maybe, is, maybe, you know, he, maybe Gerald is just, he thought they were college guys, <laughs> sincerely, and he's, you know, he's hanging out, they're chanting, you know, saying all kinds, <laughs> like, racial slurs on a bus and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, And Gerald's like, yeah, I gotta get in on that, you know, let's, let's wave my gun at my parents' parties. Yeah, so, so they're getting Gerald to open a safe, and I guess there's money and stuff in it. Um, meanwhile, so, so they're robbing that with flags. <laughs> That's that's one flag related. All fla- flag based crimes. <laughs> I like, I like uh, Vinny's sitting in the. He's like, man, that flag factory really screwed me up. Wait, what if I harness the power of flags for myself? <laughs> the next one, uh, we see some goons. Um, he hanging... didn't change his name. He just was still Vinny. He didn't become like the flag master. Yeah, if, if, this, were a, if this were a Silver Age flag comic, he would be. Yeah, the flag bearer. That's actually a good. That's good. The flag master. Or something like that. But uh, um, so we see goons hanging up decorations for a millionaire's banquet, the banker's banquet. There's going to be an option. Oh, they're, the, they're the worst. Lots so here's what I want to know. Vinny goes, he goes, he gets out of jail in two weeks. And in two weeks' yeah. time, he goes from being in jail to setting up a successful decorating company where he has his guys decorating stuff. <laughs> he's, he's getting contracts for bankers, banquets, and millionaires. Um you know, he should have just cut off the crime. He's probably making good money. I know, doing... I know, but he, he can't. He's he's a he's a criminal. He can't. Yeah, he can't get it out of his blood. So they're, they're hanging up uh, uh, these thing the 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 flags for the again tangentially related because all the flags do is drop a bunch of gas filled balls, knocking all the bankers out, and they just start stealing their money. Easy pickings, they say. Yes. The next day, Oliver Queen's home. <laughs> uh, uh, Roy is is reading all about in the newspaper. International bankers gassed and robbed. <laughs> That's the title. And, and the right title. away, right away. Yes, Oliver knows it has to, the flags have something to do with this. Pennants, flags, decorations. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they've been mixed up in several recent crimes. In uh, uh, here's what I Oliver Queen then says: Let's have a talk with that decorator. And they mm-hmm. go later at the decorator shop. Do you think well, it's there's just only one, one? There's only one. Yeah, there's only one decorator. And an all down. So they yeah. go to the decorator shop. He looks like Tobias Funke. He does. And uh, he goes, "Hey, I have flag jobs every day. What? What's that <laughs> supposed to mean?" They didn't ask him about that. <laughs> he goes. He has, he has pennants hanging up in his office. He does. You know, he's got flag jobs every day: a wedding, a graduation, Saturday night, the Anchor Yacht Club regatta. Wow. That a, a light bulb goes off the green air. He goes, the Anchor Yacht Club, a millionaire outfit. He knows Vinny will be there with his flag-related yeah. crime. So that's Saturday, the annual regatta. Uh, regatta is like a fancy word for party, right? I'm going to start much. calling it yeah, a yeah. birthday regatta. <laughs> Rubber duck regatta. <laughs> uh, we see two two ladies relaxing on the beach. What an affair. Every rich one of, man one in of town them's, is one of, them's, one of them's wearing a cape. The other one's wearing... Uh, helmet, maybe? <laughs> it appears to be... I think it's the bathing cap, but it could be a helmet. Oh, okay. Tonight's, She's not in the water, though. Yeah, you know. Tonight's <laughs> and she's dance. still wearing shoes. 
tonight's dance will be the biggest of the year. Now, is there a reason why one of Vinny's goons is just in his underpants? Yeah, so the next panel we see the the Vinny uh, checking. Uh, you know, they, they've hung up flags, but they're connected to these wires. It's going to start a fire, so he turns them on. And one of the goons is, he's like, that check room is bulging with valuables, if you know what I mean. He's talking about his underpants. Yeah, because this is the guy in his underwear. He goes, hey, my check room is bulging with valuables. <laughs> Vinny, <laughs> like, not now. Not now. So all the guests are in their bathing suits. They have all their valuables there. So they start a fire, and they go steal all the valuables. The fire's a distraction. And uh, just then Green Arrow and Speedy arrive on the scene. You know, they had days to prepare, yes. but they get there already. <laughs> There's a fire. Uh, <laughs> Vinny and the goons see him coming. They they run away. But they mm-hmm. before they get away, they, they shock Green Arrow with a uh, – uh, one of the electrocuted flag wires, and Green Arrow calls him a flag happy crook. He's stunned, but just for a moment. But it gives the the goons times to escape on a uh, on their boats. They start getting out. They well, go one criminal water skis. <laughs> it seems like a dumb idea. I mean, you have a boat, you could get on the boat, but he's like, "Fetch me my skis." <laughs> he's water skis. He's water this is a weird. This is a weird gang of criminals. <laughs> He really wanted to water ski because it's also very hard to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Speedy shoots an arrow at him. But I, I like to think that Speedy missed and this guy just fell off the water skis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, later, uh, or meanwhile, Green Arrow is chasing off of the other set of goons. They're up in, a, in an airplane. He shoots them with he a – He loves uh, being in airplanes. Yeah, he shoots them, but they still get away. They're getting away. They're laughing. But just then, a vessel – what I would assume be a Coast Guard vessel comes in. They said, uh, hey, we noticed you were flying the national colors upside down. We thought you were in distress, so we came. And he is – Vinny's crew is just, you know, they're they're protesting some sort of war right now. So, <laughs> so that's it. Vinny, live by the flag, die by the flag. Pretty much, yeah. And that was it. That, that actually was a, a pretty good green air. It's nonsense as usual, but it's pretty good. <laughs> and speaking of nonsense, Aquaman. Well, before we go to the Aquaman, yeah, yes. no, let's do the Aquaman. Okay, we're doing Aquaman. Well, You're right. Non- nonsense it up. <laughs> okay, let's do it. The impossible. That boat is filled with flags, too, if you notice. Oh, that's true. Uh, the splash cover we see, or the splash page, we see a boat with a big old rainbow, a couple guys in another boat, um, which actually is, that really happens during the story. It does. So. Yeah, this is actually a time when something happens. But this, the story itself, complete garbage. <laughs> Over the storm-tossed sea speeds a single sailor, ready for the dangers of the deep. But the worst disasters that befall him are not from wind or waves, but from bounders who make their appearance on the bounding main. An Aquaman, sovereign of the sea, swims head-on into a swarm of perils as he tries to make possible the impossible voyage. Yes. We open another boat club, a regalia, if you will. Uh, a a f- regatta. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A hot argument reaches the betting point. These two, it, is, it is a hot argument. Yeah, these two I mean. British men up, up very close to each other. They say, by Jove, Jordan, you cannot sail your boat single-handed to the States, and I have 100 pounds that says so. So they make the wager. Jor, or Gordon says, I shall set out to win your Bali money this moment. Is that a British term, Bali? I Bally? guess. I just like how it's Gordon and Badger, though. <laughs> So he's gonna. He gets into his boat, the Rainbow, which is a big old rainbow on the side. Yeah. Uh, sailboat. He, everybody cheers. He goes, "I'm off. I'm off to the states to win a hundred pounds." This seems really stupid. 
Aquaman takes interest. He sees... Uh, He's like, not a bad sailor. Yeah, he goes, not bad. You know, Aquaman is always out to, you know, see how everybody's sailing. And Watching Aquaman is, is somehow aware of this bet. He goes, I think he'll win. I, I think he's looking good. But just then... Any both... any any water-related bet he knows about. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of takes a cut of all sea-related yeah. bets. That 100, like that. that 100 pounds, like, he'll get 25 of those pounds. Yeah, at, at least. And it, it depends yeah. on the state and there's taxes involved. So, yeah, at yeah, least 25. Yeah. But uh, just then, Aquaman notices a small boat come up, and it rams the rainbow. It rams it down. And uh, Aquaman says, I'll be there. And, uh, you know, Gordon falls off. He's drowning. Aquaman's and this be- is And this is where Aquaman shows he's still learning how to be a superhero. Yes. Because Aquaman says, oh, I'll be there in a second. Then he saves the guy. He goes, thanks, Aquaman. I was a goner. And Aquaman goes, not yet. I got to go catch that boat. You stay here. And the guy goes, wait, I'll drown. I can't swim. He goes... Sorry, I've got to do this. If I stop the launch, that's the little boat, I'll be back in time to save you from drowning. If I don't, we're, bo- we're both out of luck. We're, we're, we're and both guy, out of luck. As Aquaman's swimming away, the guy's just like, glub, 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 he's sinking. Just his hands are above water. I like how an, an Aquaman approaches a small boat. He says, they mean business because they're shining a flashlight on him. Without- well, I mean, that, that means, but I mean, anytime someone breaks out a flashlight, like the last issue when he had the uh, like lantern fish, you knew he meant business. Oh, then. that's true. Aquaman is into lights, but they made a mistake shining that sh- spotlight on him because it revealed this seaweed to me. So Aquaman, of course, rolls the seaweed. If you know what smokes. I mean. No, he, he puts... He, forget, he forgets all about Gordon. <laughs> Gordon is dead by now, long, yeah. long dead. So Aquaman uh, puts the seaweed in the boat. It, of course, messes it all up. It, they're disabled, and he goes off just in time to save Gordon. He pulls him back on board the rainbow, uh, but he's unconscious. Aquaman says he'll need artificial respiration, and they don't. Yeah. The next panel, he's right. respirated. So a human pull motor. Aquaman administers first aid, and I, I don't want to know what happened in between. <laughs> I wonder why he damn. has to become a human pole motor to do it. <laughs> we see Gordon say, Aquaman, I, I don't know who those guys were. They tried to Gordon kill me. Gordon's dressed like a ghost. <laughs> he's true. He's got this blanket on him. He goes, really? I don't know who they are. And oh, Okay, so this guy is just trying to sail across the ocean. Uh, somebody comes out and attacks him, and Aquaman's like interrogating him because he says, yeah, you won't talk. <laughs> there's no reason for Aquaman not to believe him, and yet he does not believe him. Very skeptical Aquaman. Well, Very... Aquaman's one of the – he blames victims. He's a victim blamer. That's true. That's He's been doing that to the, the fish for a very long he time. He said the way that Gordon was dressed, he was asking for it. <laughs> But then the, the small boat, they get away, so Aquaman can't get any more information there either. He's so suspicious. He goes, I'll have to find the truth myself. He says, I'll keep my eyes open. Uh, later, sea- seaweed? It makes you paranoid. That's true. The very next day, this, the, the small boat's back. Rat-a-tat, tat, tat, tat. It shoots the boat, leaving a bunch of holes in Gordon's boat. Uh, it starts to sink him. And... Uh, Aquaman goes, I got to make them sh- stop shooting before I can help Gordon. <laughs> so he, again, leaves Gordon to deal with it on his own. Yeah. And uh, he goes out, tries to stop the guys, but, uh, um, they, they, you know, send some swordfish on them, and they're, they're sinking. And uh, he says, that'll hold him for a while. And he goes and checks out Gordon. He's trying to bail out his boat. Aquaman knows there's no danger. He can tell. He's, he's been on a... He's, oh, he's been on plenty of boats with rainbows painted on Exactly. He, he knows all about the rainbow cruises. He goes, uh, I, again, victim blaming. The guy goes, hey, Aquaman, help me out. I'm sinking. I'm going to drown. And Aquaman goes, only if you tell the truth, who's trying to sink that boat? <laughs> and finally, Gordon says, it's Badger. He's afraid I'll win 
the wager, and Aquaman's like, Badger? And he thinks to himself, a man who owns a launch is willing to commit murder to win a bet of only a few hundred dollars something's queer, and I'm not talking about this boat. <laughs> um, then Aquaman goes, sorry, I can't help you save this boat. So he black, he kind of threatens him, I'll yeah, only he- help you if you give up information. Well, he also knows rules of the sea that he created himself since he's the monarch. Yes. If anyone dies in a wager on sea, he gets all the money. That's true. So he's like, can't help you by. So he swims off. Um, you know, like Gordon says, I can't swim. And Aquaman says, you won't have to swim. I'll find you a porpoise. You'll be able to ride home. But Aquaman has quite another porpoise, or should we say purpose in mind. So he's watching Gordon, and Aquaman was right. Gordon was able to repair his ship, and he starts going off. Aquaman, Although, I question how well Gordon did. It looks like he's holding an axe when he says he's it, it. It does. He's like, I'll just hammer this up as he hacks away. Aquaman sets up a diver- a very, un- I, would, I would say, uh, one of the, I mean, there's many bizarre things that happen in adventure comics in the 40s, and this is one of the more bizarre. <laughs> to be fair, it worked. It did work, because Aquaman said, I'll set up a distraction so I can board the boat, and and uh, it's a, Aquaman forces a bunch of octopi, octopus, and uh, and starfish to fight each other. So they're fighting each other, and and Gordon, also to be fair, Aquaman does this all the time. Yeah, he does. It's viewing pleasure. Aquaman says this fake fight ought to keep him distracted, and Gordon, it does, it does work to to yeah. Aquaman's credit. He goes, starfish and octopus is struggling. I've never imagined such a thing. <laughs> Just then, the the fight subdues, and these two guys, the the guys from the the smaller boat board the ship. We got him cold, boss. We didn't. He didn't suspect a thing. Then Aquaman leaps out, but I do. Punches. Gordon killing I like him. How, I like how the goon, though, says, Aquaman, get him, boss. He's a boss in <laughs> the boss around. That's true. What bizarre things happen on the Rainbow Cruise. Yeah. Uh, just then, uh, Gordon says, nice work. They'll pay for what they did. And, uh, of course, Badger sells Gordon out. He goes, yeah, that bet was phony. We arranged it so, you know, Gordon would be able to smuggle valuable jewels into the States. If he became a hero, his boat wouldn't have to go through customs. That's probably not true, but that's what they believe. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good plan. And uh, they said, he meant to double-cross me, so I decided to double-cross him first, kill him, and assume his identity. <laughs> Again, the Badger, I don't... The, for one thing, Gordon and Badger aren't even the same age. Gordon, uh, Badger's quite a bit older than Badger's Badger. Badger's like maybe in his late 70s, 80s, yeah, and, and Gordon, much younger. And Aquaman says, very interesting, the police will be glad to hear it. And if you live is what Gordon comes back with, which you won't because you know about the jewels. And Aquaman goes, look, I already uh, stole the jewels from their hiding place. Why don't you have a look? He goes, yeah, right. You're not going to fool me, Aquaman. I'm not going to look in there. So he just reaches his hand and is shocked by an electric eel uh, paralyzing him for life. Other eels jump out. Aquaman says, I've got extra eels for your for you heels too, using some wrestling jargon, I guess. <laughs> Uh, he shocks uh, uh, Badger and the other goon. And then finally, the Rainbow Cruise finally makes it to port. Everybody says, hooray for Aquaman. And Aquaman says, those cheers would have been for you, Gordon, if you'd been honest. Too bad. Crooks like you never learn. And, of course, Aquaman keeps $100 yeah. and all the jewels for And himself. the jewels were never seen again. That's true. And that's it. That's Well, uh, I mean, there is one more thing to talk about in here. That's the uh, RC, the RC uh, ad. What page is it on? That is on... It's after the Shining Knight story. Okay, let me see. 
So it is on page 49. Oh, it's all the way at the end. I I haven't actually read this ad. Okay, it's called The Adventures of R.C. and Quickie, Drama Above the Streets. <laughs> okay, so R.C. and Quickie, they're just hanging out in a hotel room. R.C.'s like, football weekend in the big city, a swell hotel. Who could ask for more? Which Quickie responds, I could, R.C., a frosty bottle of Royal Crown Cola. Why are they hanging out in a hotel? Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> and so... The next panel, we see a guy window-washing their window. Yeah. And R.C.'s like, how do you like to wash windows for a living, Quickie? I hope he has insurance paid up. And then the guy falls. <laughs> and so R.C. and Quickie have to save him, so they grab him. But he's too heavy, and they're going to drop him. So R.C.'s like, I got an idea. He tears up the sheets, and he creates <laughs> kind of like a pulley system. Yeah, yeah. And, it, <clears throat> and so the two of them are able to pull the guy up, because R.C.'s pulling him up via oh, the leg yeah, with the... Yeah. With the so the hotel manager is like, oh, God, you, you saved us. You know, you did something great. You're heroes. You guys can have anything you want. It's on the house. And it looks All... like he has some ladies of the night with him. Yeah, too. yeah, exactly. The whole time you're here, anything you want. And quick, he's just like, oh, I just give me some RC, man. <clears throat> and so while that's going on, RC's trying to revive the window washer. And so he finally, the window washer finally wakes up. RC and Quickie each have a bottle of RC in their hand. Quickie's like... You know, forget it, mister. Have some Royal Crown Cola. It's a great get-up. And he's like, yes, sir, it's the only cola that, uh, that's best by taste test. So, I guess my thing was, like, it was funny, because, you know, this involved them saving a window washer that nearly died. But this kid, Quickie, all he does is talk about RC Cola. It's it, it, You think it's a metaphor for, like, uh, maybe some meth or something? It's, his name's Quickie, so he wants to That's true, out. yeah, yeah. It could well, be. Well, it's, it, it's also that his best friend's name's RC. <laughs> That's true, and they're hanging out in a hotel. He's, you think he's trying to subtly... So you I have think, R.C., yeah, yeah. and then and a guy named R.C. says to a guy named Quickie, oh, what could we ask? And they're in a hotel room together, lounging, and he goes, how about a tall, frosty glass of R.C.? If you know what I mean. Yeah. I RC also know, did, did, did they hang that poster on their wall? Yeah, there's... The very first panel? <laughs> like a, a hotel? Yeah, I mean, well, you don't. When I go to hotels, I like to make myself com- comfortable. You also notice there's only one bed in that in that hotel room. That's true. Well, that's maybe maybe Quickie got his tall, frosty RC maybe, yeah. at the end. After all, yeah. that was good. All right, adventure football comics. Weekend. <laughs> football weekend in the big city. <laughs> uh, adventure comics one oh five. It it's was good. I would say I'd, yeah. I'd rate that one a strong eight out of ten. I think. I would rate it one hundred and five out of one hundred and five. All right, Batmites, uh, be sure to leave us reviews on iTunes. Uh, we always like to get reviews, and we always like to get feedback, Andy at gmail.com. If you want us to cover any comic books that you know of, we will do it. Just do RC one. and Quickie stories. <laughs> That's what's uh, Just all RC all the time. Uh, yeah, send us an email, Andy at gmail.com. Suggestions, questions, whatever you want. And stay tuned for more Steve and Andy, more adventure comics action. Adventure. Yeah, more RC and quickie stories. <laughs> Andy, any closing comments? No, not really. I mean, every issue has one ad that stands out. Yes, that's true. I love doing these ads. I wish we got paid. Check, it's check your mom for Wheaties, whatever that means. <laughs> RC and quickie. Richard Doesn't matter. Nixon, I want my Wheaties. Yeah, Nixon wants Wheaties. Pepsi Cola, the Pepsi Cop. That's right. There's always something. You know? There's always something in these in these adventure comics. What, what we will... Makes- 
we, we're <laughs> we're like uh, prospectors, you know, digging through yeah. lots of dirt, gritty garbage to just find mm-hmm. the one nugget of joy for yeah. you, our fans. Yeah. What what I like about the ads in these old ones, though, they tell a story. Yeah, I know. Uh, oftentimes, I think that is something that I don't know if that's specific to comic books because it fits sort of the genre because many of these ads are comic yeah comic strips or if that's kind of that you know modern comic books do not have those kind of ads Uh, i think it's just a sign of the times ads were different you know and uh because the rc ad you didn't mention also had a cowboy at the end saying you know rc is the best so and that's kind of seemed like it came out of nowhere well he must have been their spokesman at the time i wonder if that was like a real cowboy actor probably yeah i think it's the same with sunset carson (laughs) yeah you're gonna look it up yeah and Sunset Carson was indeed a real cowboy at the time. He was in the B Westerns. And, and Hawk and RC Cola, which is a B Cola, yeah. although I do really like RC. I'm drinking a glass right now. Oh, man. Save some for me. I will. And save some for Sunset Carson. I'm going to start calling you Sunset Swope. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Quickie. <laughs> All right, Andy, I will talk to you later. Talk to you later.